I'm, I feel like I've always, as it goes to like baseball purist, I always feel like I've never been a complete baseball purist, even as a kid. Um, so like for me, starting out about unwritten rules, I got two that I want to talk about. Then I want to hear your opinion on them and then we'll maybe toss around a couple other unwritten rules and like kind of what they mean to the game. Wait so, a second. Wait a second. I, I appreciate that lead in, but are you hosting the show today? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, man. All right. Well, have at it, Travis. This is like this is like week two of me taking the lead. Week two out of however many weeks. So, okay. Um, so so starting with starting with your mean, um, I've always been even since I was a kid. I was always skeptical of what taking on three zero and what the purpose of that is. It's like as a hitter. As a hitter, if you are working your butt off to get an advantage in a count by not swinging at balls that you shouldn't be swinging at, by understanding what you want to hit, and a pitcher falls behind, in no way, shape, or form is that my problem. I have now earned the right to hit in probably the most advantageous count that there is in 3-0. That doesn't mean I have to swing 3-0, even if it's a strike, but I should I shouldn't have deserved in my mind the right to do that. I've deserved the right to do that. And on the flip side, the pitcher has done everything incorrectly to get to that point. So either he's tried to pitch around this hitter and get him to chase something and the hitter didn't give in or the pitcher is just not being able to throw strikes. Why are we allowing the pitcher to have an opportunity to have a free shot to get back into account that he has not earned the right to do? So in my mind, twofold on this, your mean home run. One is the hitter in my mind has deserved the right to do that. Two, if a team is tapping out and putting in position players to pitch, there are no rules to that. If you're really that worried about going 3-0 and having guys take 3-0 hacks when you're down by 10 in a game like that off a position player, then don't put a position player in the pitch. The major league rosters for pitchers right now, there are more pitchers on the major league rosters on average than there have ever been. So it's raised from nine to 10. I'm taking this from Pat Perry, by the way, Pat Perry had a put out a little thing and said when he was playing, there was nine, typically like nine pitchers on the roster. And now most teams carry like 13. And now you're, you're having to have more position players pitch now than have ever pitched ever. So at that point, if you're going to basically throw in the towel and say, we're not going to burn any arms, we have no more arms to burn, you don't get the right to be like, oh, well, you guys can't swing, just make outs. So that's my your mean, but that's going to lead me into number two, and then I want to hear your opinion. So my number two has always been, and again, like some of these people are going to completely disagree with me, and I'm okay with that. These are obviously strictly my opinions, is that I don't believe in mercy when it comes to score. And here's my thought. If, if we're up by 10, I am going to keep playing the game the way I played the game the entire time to get up to 10, up by 10, or the same way we'd play the game if we were down by 10. And again, my reasoning on this is this, and honestly, like a lot of this too is also a little bit more directed, not even necessarily at major league baseball, but even a little bit more, even at like amateur baseball is the fact that if my team is spending countless hours a week busting their butt to become better ball players, to fight and struggle to become great, and you've got other teams out there that maybe aren't spending that time and the amount of effort that we are to be who we are, 
it's not because somebody else isn't working as hard that they have to back down in the one or two, maybe three games they get a week because they're winning 10 to nothing. In my mind at that point, I've earned the right for the amount of time that I've put in as an athlete on this team and that my team has put together during its practice times, during its working double cuts, during all the stuff that kids don't love in practice, but we as coaches have our kids work through so they can become better so that we can make plays in the game so we can have leads so we can have wins is that if we're winning, I'm not going to pull back. It's like we've now earned the right from the amount of work we've done to play this way, not to stop stealing bases, not to feel bad for the other team. Realistically, sometimes as a, as an athlete, you have to get it handed to you to realize that you need to be better. Now, whether that's be better, being more consistent, whether that's be better by, spending more time on your own or within team practices to, to get better at the fundamentals and understanding how to play the game. But at some point we can't always be like, we feel bad for people that aren't doing as well as we are. So what are you going to do? You're going to take people that make money and say, listen, man, at some point I got to stop making more money because I feel bad because I'm making more money than you. And I'm making, it's exponentially growing. So I should probably back off and let you catch up a little bit and, you know, forget that I'm working hard. Like if I, I'm working, we kind of do that in society with taxes. Well, <laughs> make more money, I have to pay more taxes. Well, so anyway, so th- those are those are my two points. Um, those are the two points that I wanted to bring up, and I want to kind of hear your opinion on the swinging three zero and the ahead by some runs, and do we back off? Okay, I'll, I'll start with the first one. So I. I, too, do not consider myself a baseball purist. I am in love with the history of the game, as are you. I think I recall memorizing all 792 backs of the 1985 Topps baseball cards that had the trivia question on the back. I think I knew every one of them. And side note, I joke with my daughter a lot, who's you know third grade and like getting into more complex math and we do math together a lot. And I was like, man, when I was your age, I was really, really good at numbers. And we talked about why. And I said, because I read the back of every baseball card I ever had. And I knew how to figure out batting average. And at a very young age, I was already doing multiplication and division because I wanted to figure out ERA and batting average. I think I'd be a hypocrite to say I was a baseball purist in the position that I'm in. Because 10 years ago in baseball, I wouldn't have the opportunity to work in the capacity that we do in a major league organization because I didn't play at the big league level. In fact, I didn't play a day of pro ball. So I'd be a hypocrite to say I'm a baseball purist and really be a part of the evolution of the game and where it is right now. Um, with that, I, I think the game is always evolving. And I, too, I understand the, the unwritten rules. I certainly do. And played by them at a young age. Because um, that's just the way that we grew up playing the game. But... I think the shutting the offense down of not stealing, not bunting up 10 runs or swinging 3-0 is a part of the unwritten rule of baseball of respect the game and respect your opponent. And there's always been a big stigma against showing your opponent up. And we see that happen now more in the game. And I think it's less purposely showing the opponent up as having younger players in the game today that show energy. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Again, baseball is trying to bring people, and I know attendance records have been set, but we're at a point of the game where baseball recognizes that the entertainment value of the game is probably a little bit less than what it has been in the past because of 
the three true outcomes and, you know, just a, a lot less balls put in play, uh, length of the game. Like, we need – and I think baseball, and hopefully Major League Baseball, doesn't, like, find me for saying, like, anything like this. But I think NBA and NFL does a great job of marketing their players. And I think Major League Baseball does a very poor job of it. Like, we have one of the most talented players in the history of the game in Mike Trout. And I think this is the first year I've ever seen Major League Baseball actually put, like, him front and center in a commercial. Uh, and in fact, if you lived in the Midwest or in the East Coast, you probably know very little about Mike Trout because of the time change and your lack of, of, of viewing opportunities to get to see him. Um, I mean, he is the Mickey Mantle of our generation and not near as popular, right? And, and arguably a more talented player than even what Mickey Mantle was. And, and some people may disagree with that, but it's true. And you think of Mickey Mantle in the 60s and he was like almost a god like figure, you know, in, in the media and in just uh, everyday baseball life. But I, I think the, uh, what it is in that unwritten rule, Travis, is the showing up of your opponent. And I, I too, disagree with it. If, if we're throwing in the towel in terms of throwing a position player, I'm like, I'm not just giving up and batting left-handed because of variety. Like I'm, I'm going to get my bat in and, and, there, there's a lot of under underwriting of that too. There's, there's guys that are playing for their jobs. There's guys that uh, are, are continuing to want to advance for a lot of different reasons or establish themselves as a, a potential future um, long-term contract guy. So I get it. Like the, the, those numbers are important, but at the same time, just we teach all of our athletes competitiveness. And at what point am I just going to say like, well, I'm, I'm just not going to compete anymore because I feel sorry for you. At the highest level, like, come on, like, you're going to feel sorry for your opponent because they're behind. Uh, at the amateur level, I, I certainly agree with you. Like, when I've coached, usually at 10 runs, I'm shutting down the running game, but I'm not telling our, our hitters to shut it down. Like, we're still playing the amateur game. Shit, 10, 10 runs, you can turn that around in a heartbeat. We've you've certainly seen it happen. Um, but, but I think that's what it is, Travis. And, and I, too, I, I think – showmanship in the game is actually to me. And again, people are going to disagree with my opinion too. And I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that as well. I think we need more showmanship in the game. Like people aren't coming uh, to keep score on a scorecard anymore. They're, they're coming to be entertained. Like you're cheering on your team, but it's just yeah. a show, social environment for entertainment. And if we're not going to let our players entertain our fans and truly that's what they are, right? Like you can argue they're athletes but people are paying money to see them for entertainment. They are also entertainers. Let them be them. And it's not false entertainment. It's not false joy. It's not false showmanship. Like when somebody gets excited about the moment, fuck, who's to tell them not to be excited? Like, I think when, when you as a parent or us in a travel organization, you see the things that parents put on social media. What is it? It's their kid coming around to score jumping to their arms of their teammates, jumping up and down and experiencing the joy of the game. Now, why can we not do that as professional athletes? Yeah, I, I, you know, to, to that, you know, it's funny because like if you think about how generationally how it kind of works like that, like even even like growing up in the Midwest and, and basically Bob's living my whole life in the Midwest, like who growing up didn't love watching Ken Griffey Jr.? That the guy went down as like every play he's smiling, 
Like, how much backlash did he get at first for wearing his hat backwards? And people are like, oh, yeah, this you're guy. Right. About that. You're right. Like, this guy's ruining the game. And why would right. he be disrespectful to the game? And, and people loved him because he smiled and he played with joy. And, you know, it might be a, a slightly different way of joy that he did than, than we might see from some guys now. But honestly, personally, like last night, getting, getting out of the cage a little bit early last night and then getting to watch a, a little bit of baseball game, you know, ended up getting to watch some of the Nationals game and getting to watch Juan Soto play. Dude, like once I would, I will pay money when Washington comes to town, I will pay money to go watch a game to watch Juan Soto play. Like I will, I'll, even if there was nobody else that I wanted to watch on either team, I would pay to watch a guy like that play, knowing that he might only get three at bats, maybe four, and maybe might not even get to do that much on defense. Like I will pay to watch that guy play. I will pay to watch Fernando Tatis Jr. To I will watch. I I want to watch him play because the the way they play the game is they wear their heart on their sleeve, and they they're they're showing people that it's still a game. Yes, it's a job. Don't get me wrong. Like this is a job for these people. This is how they pay their way. This is how they take care of their families. This is how they do. But they love their job. And they wear their hearts on their sleeves. And, and you know, for me, entertainment-wise, because that's what this is. This is entertainment. Yes, it is a game. And I, like you said, like I, I've got a baseball collection in my basement of almost only historical memorabilia. And I have loved the history of the game for ever since I was a kid. Because I did the same thing as you did. I would pull out, you know, my dad's old cards and, like, look at the, the numbers. Like, all right, well, this guy hit this. and Look, look at the, you know. Look at the kind of glove this guy's wearing. Just looking at all the, that, that kind of stuff. So, like, I'm completely on that. And realistically, you know, like, this conversation feeling like an old school, new school conversation. But in my mind, it's like the game has to keep moving to stay relevant. It has to. There has to be something that keeps the game relevant to make people want to continue to go and see it and pay to see it. And again, it's, it's the simple things of, like I said, like if I haven't been to a baseball game this year and I know Mike Trout's coming to town, I'm going to go watch the Angels play. We've done it. Even last year, even, like even, two, even two years ago when the Angels were terrible. Yeah. It'd be like, man, I, I want to go see Mike Trout play. Like, I've never seen Mike we Trout in person. It's like, let's go down on the field and like film batting practice. Trout's coming in town. We can get some video of Trout and Pools and Otani. And then it turns out Otani and Trout were both hurt. And we're like, well <laughs> – and we were mad well, about that. Like, oh man, like, we we actually took a day out of our job at the time of work and saying, let's as a staff go watch Mike Trout. Yeah, well, but that's what I'm saying. So you, you look at that and say, okay, well, we love baseball because we're in it. I mean, we're in it because we love it as well. I guess chicken and the egg there, but you know, you're getting the average person that just watches it that didn't play baseball in college. Like most people didn't play baseball in college. Most people, you know, whatever didn't play didn't play professionally because it's not easy to be able to make that happen but their love for the game then comes for like you know several reasons whether it is hey i've watched baseball with my parents growing up so i've always just rallied around baseball with me and my, my buddies or people like the excitement of baseball or people have their favorite players that they like to go watch or like to, to track and follow even if they're not players in their in their demographic in their region you know what i mean like i said like Growing up watching Griffey in Seattle, like I was, I don't even know how many Seattle games I could actually watch growing up. You so know, when they were like, on ESPN occasionally, you you did watch, right? Like, yes, oh, man, absolutely. Kansas on ESPN, I got to watch this. 
Right. It was absolutely like, let's tune into this. You know what I mean? So, I mean, for, for that, for that sake, like the way that part goes, and that's going to lead me into kind of the next like thought on like unwritten rules, right. Is like you get somebody that hits a ball and they get all of it and they stand there for a split second, give a little, little backflip, little look at their dugout and be like, let's go. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, like, all right, well, do we drill this guy? Do we got to drill this guy. Was he showing me up? And honestly, like, you know, I think there's, there's, I think it's very like polarizing with like Trevor Bauer is that you either love Trevor Bauer or you think he's the biggest a-hole on the planet because he speaks his mind and he's got very, he's got very one-sided kind of opinions as to what he talks about, you know, and like Trevor Bauer got taken and Tatis gave him a little bit of a, gave him a little bit of a, Hey, you want to close that one eye again? And Trevor's like, dude, dude got me. Like, I don't care if he wants to celebrate, celebrate. He got me. I got to pitch better. If I don't want people to do that, then I need to pitch better. And you got to expect it both ways too, right? Like, right. He's, and, he's and, a right. and like, you can get mad at a pitcher points at you or something as he walks back to the dugout in the third out. You can be mad about that and you could call that showing him up. But at the same time, like be mad about it in a way, like I'm going to get you next time and be competitive. Not like. Well, and I think, I think too, there's, there's, there's obviously, there's obviously, there's a different spectrum of like, how am I showing that emotion? Like, am I staring down the pitcher? Like I'm being a jerk or am I like, am I just jacked because my team was down too and I just cut it to one or I tied it up or, or whatever we were, you know, even, and we, I got us ahead by that extra run to give our closer a little bit more room. And I'm pretty jacked cause we need this win. Is it, I'm looking at my teammates being like, let's go. And all I'm trying to really do is get everybody else pumped up. Cause we're down four and I'm trying to get people like, let's rally this thing up. You know, and even like with, with Tatis, like I think his was more of just a a playful, like, close that eye again. I got you, boy. You know what I mean? And it was even like, what was it uh, in oh, Yachty? You remember when, uh, I don't know if it was when it was, spring training, whatever it was, when that, that guy was leading off first base and Yachty threw down to first. And, the guy, and he, the guy was safe. And the guy looked back at Yachty and kind of gave him that like, Mm-mm-mm, don't try me. And Yachty's looking down at first and he's kind of like, Go nope. then. Go. And the dude stole. Yachty threw him out. And Yachty's walking back to the dugout, like, looking over at him, like, huh? You see me now? You see me now? And again, like, I can't. Those guys weren't. Just in the game, right? Like, I, as a but fan, those, love that. Yes. And they weren't, mad at, they weren't mad at each other. I guarantee you that Yachty wasn't, like, upset with the young guy. And I guarantee that other guy wasn't trying to be, like, trying to show Yachty up, like, yo, man, you can't get me. I'm the greatest on the planet. It's the, it's the showmanship of the game. Like, those guys aren't taunting each other. They're just – it's playful, like, oh, I see what you can do. Okay. Just like, you know, sometimes guys will throw a pitch and a hitter will be like, ooh, and they'll kind of step back. I'm like, oh, well, that one got me quick, you know. Like, that's not being me, like, anything other than, okay, I, I, all right, let's see what you got. Like, bring it. You know what I mean? So I think, I think it goes to that, like, talking about, like, then when are, we, when are we allowed in the unwritten rules to, like, throw at people on purpose? And I get it. Like, this is where – well, I'm gonna get, I guarantee you that of where there's going to be pushback of anything we talk about today, it's going to be this topic when it comes to throwing at batters. Because the people that grew up more in that generation of throwing at hitters, like anytime a hitter disrespected them by taking a 3-0 hack, you take a 3-0 hack, I'm going to drill you. If you stand there for a split second on your home run, I'm going to drill you. Like it became like anything you did, you steal a base when you're up eight in the eighth inning. Somebody's getting, somebody's going down. And when I say that, I'm going to preface that with, I, I 
through at one person ever in my life intentionally. So I am part of the crowd that did it. Now, here's the thing. I, out of my own volition, would not have ever done it. So the game that I was in, in, my, in mine, was uh, we were down like nine, eight runs, whatever it was, and it was like the eighth inning. Now, we're, we're in pro ball. I mean, I'm in an independent ball at this point, so it's not like it's college or, or amateur. It's, it's pro ball. And I'm down in the bullpen because at that point, I'm the eighth inning guy, I think but I'm also probably the hardest thrower on the team and I'm down in the bullpen. And all of a sudden, like that guy steals from steals third base. He's on second steals third base in that situation. And I'm down in the bullpen and my manager steps out of the dugout and he goes, goes through the beard and then goes like this. So this was my sign. So whenever he did this, I, I knew it was my turn to warm up. This means start getting loose. And I was like, the heck am I going in this game for right now? This isn't my role. And really, I, honestly, at that moment, it didn't even cross my mind, like, why would this dude steal third base? Or, or he shouldn't have stolen third base. Like, it, it's not crossing my mind because that's not the way that, like I said, that I see baseball being. Like, if that dude wants to steal third, steal third, man. Be better or take the base. I don't care. Like, that is. If you steal that base on me, I'm not going to be upset. And if you score and my ERA goes up, that's on me, bro. That ain't on anybody else. You shouldn't have been on base. I should have done better. But I'm in the bullpen and the guy's like, you know what you need to do, right? And I'm like, and then I started thinking, I'm like, oh, this is no shit. This is why I'm going in the game. And so, you know, I get in the game and it's like, all right, well, here we go. You know, and I, at this point I was playing for Gary Templeton and obviously he's an old school, what would be like an old school kind of player. Um, so I'm like, all right, well, I got to drill this guy. And I'm sitting here on the mound and my whole, whole time I'm like, I don't even know how to throw at somebody. Like, do I look at him or do I look at the strike zone? Is it weird if I just stare at him and then throw at him? <laughs> Like, this is literally what's going on in my head. Like, I don't know what to do right now. And I had been told, I had been told, like, you know, a year before, two years before, just in passing conversation with people, that if you're ever going to throw at somebody, throw, throw low because you typically miss high when you, when you throw at somebody. So they're like, throw for like the, throw for like the thigh because you're going to tend to probably let go of it a little bit early. And then you'll probably catch them somewhere around like the butt, you know, in the bigger part of the body. So I'm like, all right, I've never done this before. Let's see what happens. I threw the ball, drilled the dude in the kneecap. Drove him in the kneecap. The dude was out for two weeks. Like, now think about this. Like, we're an independent ball. The guy that I hit wasn't even the guy that stole base. He just happened to be the next guy that was coming up as I got into the game. And he got hit. I hit him, not trying to hurt him, but I, like, I had to throw at him. And I knew if I missed them, I knew if I missed them, they were going to make me throw them again, which looks even, even worse. So I'm like, I have, I have to get them. And honestly, like in that situation, like I can't tell you how bad I felt. Like not going to do that's trying to get back into affiliated ball because the guy that I hit was an affiliated ball, bounced to independent, was trying to make it back. And I put him out for two weeks and I felt terrible. And the worst part is we went on like another road trip after we played them. We were like, Oh, that, no, we were on an extended road trip because we, we came back like 10 days later. We came back 10 days later, and this is the craziest part of any story. We came back 10 days later, and every time we'd come back from a road trip, there'd be like two, three guys in the clubhouse, and it was guys that we traded for, guys that we signed. So basically, you're, you're coming off the road. You see three people in the clubhouse. You're like, all right, well, three of us are gone, so who's gone and who are these guys? We came back 10 days later. That dude was in our clubhouse because we traded for him. So now I'm like, yo, man. 
my bad, bro. Like I, and we, we ended up becoming good friends. Like we still, we still talk, we still talk a little bit today yet, but like, I felt bad, dude. Like, cause it, and again, we're talking rule. Like a guy stole third base. So I took two weeks out of somebody's baseball life, not on purpose. Like I didn't mean to hurt him. Like there was no one, like I, so in my mind, like when is it okay to actually throw at guys to prove a point? Like, is it better that we, that we throw, you know, a foot and a half behind somebody just to be like, yo, like, let's, let's, let's go this route versus like, Hey, let's possibly take somebody out. Like what happens, what happens when you hit Tatis? Cause he, he, he showboats a home run too much. He knocked Tatis out for a month and a half. What does that do to major league baseball? Like you, people are going to not want to go to as many games. Like I want to go watch the best players play. I want them healthy. I want them on the field. I want to see them play. So, I mean, in that situation, like, what are we proving that we can't prove by some other version of throwing at people because we feel like they've disrespected us in some way? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I get disrespected sometimes in life. I don't go punch people in the damn face. <laughs> oh, you Bro, you cut me off, man. You disrespected me. This was my lane. I was driving. Now I have to fight you. That's a good point. Like, Hey, now I'm like, I have to, sorry, I have to sideswipe you with my car. Sorry. It's just, it is what it is. You disrespected me. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, I think people have always said the game will, the players will police themselves. The game will police itself. I, too, am not in agreement of somebody playing hard and <laughs> saying, well, we got to hit him as the scenario you had. I, I think that the only scenario that I would agree with that you can take those type of manners matters into your own hands without getting into a fist fight is like a dirty play. And I'm talking like a guy going in intentionally trying to hurt somebody in a slide, something like that. Like, uh, I right. know there's no collisions at home plate anymore, but somebody, somebody like a collision that's purposeful, like second baseman running into the baseline to catch a slow roller ground ball and the runner from first to second intentionally like, mows him over to, to break up the double play, you know, like a dirty play, I think without getting, cause I think it can lead to a fist fight, which, you know, nobody wants either. So I think that in terms of the game policing itself, I'm good with, but I am in agreement. Like if somebody beats me, meaning I throw a bad pitch, he hits a Homer. Who do I have to blame on myself? Really? So I'm going to, I'm going to throw at you because I was bad. You know, and so I, I, I'm in agreement there. I think it's the, the unwritten rule that I probably dislike the most is a competitive game where the opposing pitcher has a no hitter. And I think of myself as a, as a, like a, a run running threat uh, when I played. And I recall a guy throwing a no hitter against us in like, I don't know, the sixth inning or something like that. And I know if I get on first base, I can be on third and, four or five pitches, right? I got the potential to do that. So it's a one nothing game. And I lay down a bunt um, down the third baseline and I broke up the no hitter and the opposing coach. And this is in college ball. The opposing coach is going freaking crazy over there. And I, and I know like they're, you know, they're talking about me or whatever. And I steal second in like the third pitch. So now I'm in scoring position. I'm doing something that's a part of my skill set in the game. And I broke up this guy's no hitter on a bunt, and the, the opposing the opposing coach was a former big league player, and he's just mfing me, bush leaguing it. Um, and and I know the next time I'm coming up, like there's a, there's a strong likelihood I'm going to get thrown at. Which I always said this too is like, 
in my mind, I'm like, I'm staring down the coach in, in, in the other dugout, like, go ahead and throw at me, MFR, because if you throw at me, I'm going to steal second base again. I am going to get on and I'm going to run. So that, that, that part of it, the, the unwritten, like if you're down five, nothing, I get it. Like don't break up a no hitter with a, with a bond. That's kind of Bush league. But in, in that scenario, I always wondered like, man, I'm trying to compete and win this game. It's one, nothing. You got a no hitter. Great, good for you. But I, I'm trying to get in scoring position. So somebody can hit me in. So that, that rule is kind of bugged. That unwritten rule is kind of bugged. Yeah. I mean, as it goes for that one too, you got it. Like in my mind, if, if, I'm a player that consistently has bunting for a hit in my repertoire. Not somebody that barely ever does it, but somebody that's like, man, like I'm probably trying to bunt for a hit once out of every three, four games. Like I'm going to lay one down. If the defense is in the right spot, I'm going to go get it. In that situation, if, if we're down five, I'm personally, if I'm that player, if, it's, if we're down six and it's an old hitter, if bunting is part of my repertoire, like I'm down a bunt. Like who am I? I'm not – like, I'm not going to roll over and say, okay, well, this guy's done such a good job today. I'm going to swing away just to give him the better chance of having no hitter. Like, what are you talking? That's crazy. Come on. This is a game that doesn't stop until the final out, period. It's not over. You could be down 20 and come back. Is the likelihood of that happening realistic? Probably not. But the game isn't over until the last out is recorded. Just like in anything else, until the final whistle goes off in basketball or until the, the whistle goes in football, like I'm going to play until the, until the game dictates that this thing is over. So if the other team in football is going to kneel it, fine. I'm not going to smash the lineman because the, the quarterback kneeled it. I understand what's happening here. They don't have to run a play. In baseball, the game doesn't end until the last out, period. There, you can't run out the clock. There's no clock to run out. It ends on outs. It doesn't end on time. Unless it's, you know, youth baseball and there's a time limit. But the point being is, like, in my mind, in that situation, if I was that pitcher, I would be upset that I didn't get a no-hitter because I want a no-hitter, but I wouldn't be upset with the player for getting on base with a bunt. I wouldn't be. And people are like, oh, if you were really in that situation, you would. I wouldn't. Like, realistically, like, I remember one year, what was it, my second year? My third year of Pro Bowl? My third year of Pro Bowl, I started out the season – I threw like 19.2, my first 19.2 innings of the season, I threw no hit ball. I started out the season with 19.2 innings of not giving up a hit. And the first hit I gave up was just a, a little bounce, 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 dude beat it out. Tried like, oh, that's bullshit. You, you broke up my 19.2 innings to start the season with that little like swinging bunt. Like, no, you have to earn this. I'm like, bro, you got a hit, man. Sucks. It sucks my streak came to an end, but – it is what it is. Like, what's the difference whether it came to an end that way or if it came to an end with a home run? Like, the unwritten rule of, like, not bunting to me, like you said, is probably another just really irritating one to me just because, like, why again, why am I rolling over? I'm taught to compete. Like, I'm not – this isn't me disrespecting that pitcher. I'm not disrespecting you. I'm showing you respect. You're pitching your damn ass off. I'm going to find any way to do what I need to do. That's how good you are. Is that I'm going to drop a bunt down because right now that's probably the only way I feel like I can get on base. That's like intentionally walking Barry Bonds. What is that disrespectful? Hey, I disrespected Barry Bonds because I intentionally walked him. I'm going to be Barry Bonds. Like, yeah, that's right. Walk me with the bases loaded. Sick. Give us one so I don't get four. That's how good I am. Appreciate it. I'm not going to go Barry Bonds and the next time I play and start pointing over the fence like, like Babe Ruth and be like, nope, now I'm going to get you. Like, you, int- you intentionally walk me. Now I'm going to get you. You know what I mean? Like, to me, it's like that kind of thing is like 
I get it. And again, like I'm not for the people that are on the opposite side of the matter as me, like I'm not against what you think. Like if you, if you are like, we need to, you know, police it by throwing at people to get them to understand if you're a don't bunt on no hitter guy, if you're a don't, you know, stop scoring runs at, at a certain point, if you're a don't whatever, like that's okay. Like it's yeah, okay. To- that opinion too. I, I disagree with it. Um, I think the majority of people, just the majority of society dislike change. Uh, you and I are considered progressive because we embrace change and we're going to have to change. Like we are in our forties now. Like we are not, we, we, we used to be 10 years ago. We were like the, the young guys that, you know, pr- these progressive guys that have these crazy ideas and they do all this new, new stuff. Uh, we're not that anymore, man. There's a, there's a generation behind us that is going to be more creative than what we were and are right. We're going to have to continue to evolve in our career. I think majority of society dislikes change and the people that are baseball purists love the game style they fell in love with or played and rightfully so 100 so who am i to argue that that the game wasn't better than but let's go back and think about the evolution of baseball it's constantly involving like were people pissed off in 1968 when bob gibson had a 0.98 era and didn't be claim one fucking 30 games and what they do like pitchers are too good now we're gonna lower the mound yeah. right they lowered the friggin' mound to, to make offense easier. There was a time in baseball where the hitter could tell the pitcher where they wanted the ball in order to hit. And if it wasn't in that spot, it was considered a ball, right? The game is always evolving. There's so many like rules that we forgot about. So when you get into these rule changes right now, these experimental rule changes, it's because the game has to evolve. It has to. And, and evolution is, it's a part of life, man. Like it's with, with the advances in technology in every facet of our daily lives, laws, rules, common way of how we live is changing. You don't notice it because you're living it day to day. And I think the baseball purist sees back in time to what they love and they take notice of the evolution and take it to heart where it, it, it offends them and to each his own. Right. But it's not going to stop. Like you, can, you can dislike it, you can bitch about it, but it ain't going to stop. But in my mind, here's a big reason why that evolution needs to happen. And again, it goes back to people now don't have to understand what boredom is. So when we were growing up, even now, like it's crazy. Like you want to honestly like look at something, go to a baseball game and watch this. Cause like it's going to, it goes both ways with younger people and older people at this point. When we would go to a baseball game, right, we went because it was entertaining, and what else were we going to do at that time? We couldn't – there was no – like, you, you didn't have anything else that would entertain you that way. And I'm going to say this with this in mind, right? If you go to a baseball game right now and you watch how much the average person at a game sits on their phone, adults and kids, both – that you'll see adults after every other pitch checking their Facebook and their Instagram and checking other scores and all this other stuff. We couldn't do that. So what we did is we sat and watched the game because that's what was the entertainment for us now. Almost everybody's entertainment right now is their phone. If you took away and said, listen, the only thing you could use your phone for for one week was simply for emails or for some sort of work purpose because it had to be done to keep your business afloat, 
but you weren't allowed to go on any social media sites. You weren't able to go on the internet and look at ESPN.com or whatever other sites you're, you're going to going to visit. If you couldn't do that, you would struggle on a daily basis and you would have to find another way to keep yourself entertained. What would you do? You'd probably go to a baseball game because you can sit there without your phone and have something to watch, but it is changing. And even the adults, because adults are the worst at this because they blame kids all the time. I challenge every adult out there right now to go on their phone and look what their actual, uh, what their actual screen time is and where that screen time is being spent on their phone. Cause it's been, it's being spent way more at everybody. Like even like, 70 year olds man those dudes are on their phone all the time you go to a game people aren't just sitting and appreciating the game so the thing is this man is like it takes more to entertain us now so the game has to change because it's not the same you can That's do this you can say the same thing for other sports football's the same thing like people are going to be on their phone the difference is in football your team is only playing eight home games so at that point you're going to go and try to enjoy the game because they're only going to be around eight times and those tickets aren't going to be cheap because there's only eight home games. So you might only go to one game a year if you don't have season tickets. In baseball, you're like, hey, we got 81 home games. So if I don't make this week, I can go next week. And if we, if we ditch after the seventh inning of this game, so what? We're going to be back on Tuesday because, you know, tickets are 30 bucks versus 250 bucks. You know what I mean? So, like, at the end of the day, like, the game has to change because people don't know what it is to be bored and have to find something to entertain them that way. You know, like even now as we're sitting here, think about this. As silly as it is, every once in a while you'll see me look up. I have my TV on right now. It's on Sports Center. It's on mute. But every once in a while I'll look up and like see what kind of sports plays have happened. And I'll, I can listen and I dial back in here. But it, our brains need stimulation. Yeah. And the, our phones and our tablets and everything else like that is our stimulation. So, yes, now the game, which we're short, trying to shorten the time frame, we used to wish the games would go four hours. You'd go to a game like, oh, I don't want to go. Like, can we play a doubleheader? Doubleheader? This is great. Now it's like, oh, we're going to do doubleheaders. We're going to do seven innings each because otherwise people are really going to lose their mind if we're trying to get people in here for two nine-inning games. That's just a long time to be here. We're bored. We, we need to get back to our, our our phones and stuff. So the game the game has to change from that standpoint. So some of the unwritten rules and the way we think about the game also have to change because the game is changing. Like, I want to watch I want to watch Ozzie Smith for not do a damn backflip. Why was Ozzy Smith not being drilled before every game? Why did they not just drill him every first at bat for going out there and doing a backflip and showing off? Why did they not drill Sammy Sosa every time he ran around with a flag running around the outfield out to his position? Because Sammy Sosa was having fun, man. He's trying to get people jazzed up. Ozzy Smith was trying to make the game fun. Ozzy Smith wasn't trying to be a jerk and show the other it, short it, stuff it, up because he couldn't do backflips. Right? Yeah. Right. So, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm in complete agree with you, agreement with you there. Um, and I don't know if the majority of the population is in agreement with us, but uh, that's why we voice our opinion and hopefully other people respect the opinion. As Again, I respect that the old school mindset of the game was better filling the year because of this. Like, cool, man. I love that you loved the game more in an era that, you know, you found it more stimulating for whatever reason, but. I'm with you. The, the game is going to continue to evolve. Yeah. It's some, at some yeah, point, you, the game's going to get rid of us. It's going to evolve in a way that if we don't adapt, like we're going to be out of football games, right? Dude, I think, I, listen, as you like, you know, the older we get now, like you have to start thinking about this stuff in terms of long term. Like, 
at this point, and I, I'm just saying about this this week, Justin, at this point, I am, I am committed to this for my life. Like, what am I going to do? Am I going to stop teaching baseball at 44 and go try to get a normal job? Like, bro, this is all I've done. So at this point, that's what I think about all the time. I'm like, man, like, like, how do I need to keep evolving in this game? Because this is now how I'm going to make my livelihood most likely for the rest of my life until I retire. So you sit and think about that and be like, listen, man, I can't get pushed away. Like, I have to stay ahead of something. I need to be, I need to be in this to the point where I am less disposable because everybody is disposable. Like, there's other people out there that can do what I can do. And there's other people out there that can do better than what I could do. Like, that's just the, the reality of the world. Like, you know, you're not ever at the top of the food chain. It's really hard to be that dude at the top. Like, you're fighting to stay as close as you can because that keeps you in it longer. It's so like the more that you can work at it, the more knowledge you can accrue and the more things you can do, you keep yourself closer to being able to not be out of it. But it's the same thing. Like if, if something comes along and I can't evolve, like I'm not going to be like, oh, that's, that's an unwritten rule. So now I have to, now I have to slash your tires because you, you took my job. It's an unwritten rule. You don't take other people's jobs. If you're better than me and you worked your butt off, that's my fault. That's nobody else's fault. Like I'm aware of, I'm aware of my, my position in the game. And I don't know where that position is going to be later because I don't know how the game is going to evolve. I'm going to keep trying to hopefully be not only evolving, but helping to evolve it, to help move it kind of to the next point in little increments. You know what I mean? And be part of that, that wave that kind of has that ability to do that because that keeps you in the game. That keeps me being able to take care of my family. And that goes back to your mean. Now, here's the thing, going back to circle before we're done here. Going back to your mean, that dude was an independent baseball last year. Independent baseball he was in last year. You think that guy's not trying to get a big contract? What do you think that extra home run and that extra RBI does for him at the end of the year if his numbers are justifying? That dude's trying to get paid. He's never got paid. That dude was losing money playing baseball last year. That dude's trying to get paid, man. Like, this might be his last shot to get paid. It's not like he's 21 years old and he's got all this time to figure it out. Like, go get your money, kid. You've been fighting your whole life for this. Go get it. Anyways. Agreed. Be that guy. This is not a don't be that guy moment. Be that guy. Go get your money. <laughs> yeah, we we haven't had a don't be that guy moment in a while. That's right. Go get your we'll, money. We'll bring that back next week. Well, I'll be coming to you from uh, Myrtle Beach next week. Myrtle Beach. Yeah. It will be hot. It'll be 105. Yeah, it's good. It's beautiful in South Bend right now. I know. I'm literally right down the road from you. Oh, yeah. I'll see you on Saturday. <laughs> All right, boys. All right. Yep. I, I'm getting kicked out of this hotel because of the Notre Dame graduation or something like that. So I got to go check into another hotel now. <laughs> Touche. <laughs>